Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC gave us an episode. And we are offering the analysis of said episode. Hey and guys, I'm in Mardia. My name is Brendan, and welcome back. Hometowns legitimately always suck. Okay, I don't think they do, though. Okay, I think, I think hometowns suck when they're not a real hometown. Like, when you try to make it, not... you try to convince me it is a hometown, but now, and it's nobody's fault, you know, we live in a COVID world, but unless it's just, I don't know. Unless someone's family is making a scene, it's not interesting. <laughs> You're like, I want somebody's dad to be like Tasha's dad and cause, cause some drama, make you question everything, and then be like, I. <laughs> I just, I, I want something to talk about. This was, there was nothing here to talk about. No, there really wasn't. There really wasn't. Because and like, like we've transitioned into this hometown. I mean, like I said, it's nobody's fault. They're doing the best that they can, creating a hometown instead of going to a hometown. But it's just weird when you have to fly in people that aren't. They're key people of the family, but it's 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 not necessarily everybody that you would normally meet um, in that, a pre-pandemic world. That part I like. You, I oh, you do? I don't need to meet your dad's co-worker who, like, <laughs> you've known since you were six, but you don't really care that much about. And your dad's, like, is your best friend. He's, he, he's your dad's best friend, so he invites him to dinner. I don't need that guy around. That's true. That's true. And it's like Larry. Who's Larry? Oh, he lives down the street and around the corner. And, you know, yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> That's so funny. But I do have a sort of bone to pick about these hometowns, specifically with Bree's family. Okay. Like, I love, number one, loved Bree's mom. Bree's mom's loved, great. Bree's mom is a powerhouse for sure. Um, but her friend, her best friend, Bree. Like, we heard, like, two words from, and then it was like, okay, good to meet you, bye. And I was like, wait, we didn't, did we even sit down with Bree? Like, did we even chat with Bree? Did we, did Matt talk to her outside of being, like, left out there with her in the weird waiting room while she's talking to her mom? Well, someone had and to watch barely... the, someone has to watch the baby. Right. Oh, yeah, the baby. <laughs> the baby was there. Someone has to, See? Ernie, they can't we saw that baby to... for 2.2 seconds. That baby cried, Someone, he watched her hold her, and then it was like, okay. Somebody has to watch the baby. Not everyone gets to talk to Matt and Bree because someone... They didn't bring Bree so that she could meet Matt. She brought Bree <laughs> so that she could hold the baby so she could talk to Matt. I also love that. Was this her first time hearing about Bree? Yes. Because I feel like they tried to convince us that she had talked about her before. Now, unless she got a bad edit and like they chopped out all of the sentences that she spoke about the fact that her best friend was also named Bree. Uh, girl, nobody ever mentioned you, but Matt was like, I've heard a lot about you and I've heard a lot about you too. I was like, uh, false. <laughs> We've literally heard nothing about you. False. He's probably like, who, who, and who are you again? Oh, that's weird. Bree. He's in his mind on the way there. He's like, this will be easy. It's just, I only have to learn two names, and one of them I've known for weeks. Right. So I only have to learn one name. So I just, uh, like, that that was weird to me. They should have had a they should have had a scene where he just talked to the baby, and the baby cried, and then the translated, with his baby, was asking him serious questions. She's probably shouting out a lot of serious, well-thought-out questions, 
um and nobody was like even thinking to like try to translate what that baby no, was that saying. wouldn't have been funny <laughs> so uh we start with uh chris coming in chatting with the women letting them know that hometown yeah. week is here and no one's going anywhere so we just brought all your family here yep did they think they were going anywhere like um, I could, I was trying to it gauge their reaction. It was the same rotation season where we knew what was going on and they knew what was going on, but they felt the need to walk us through it as if we were children that did not understand how pandemics work. Right, as if we have not all like been, you know, still semi quarantining. Some of us still working from home. We still wear masks, but we thought we were. They thought they were going to convince us that they were going right, to. Like they definitely weren't going to let them into Toronto. Definitely not. They weren't. They definitely weren't going to Toronto. Like, absolutely not. But I love their reactions, and I love how I just felt like they were trying to make me be like, oh, wait, their families, they they get to come here? Like, As if no, we didn't know this that is was not happening our first rodeo, season. Chris Harrison. I mean, last year not it was, our... but this is our first, this is our first, this is our second rodeo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michelle is first. Uh, Michelle's mom, LaVon, and her dad, Ephraim. Oh, my are... gosh. What did you think of Michelle's family? Uh, Michelle's dad was was my favorite person until I met Bree's mom. Yeah. Social media, Instagram specifically, is obsessed with Michelle's parents. They were, like they were like, choose Michelle. I saw a comment that said, choose Michelle based on her family alone. Her dad is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to hug Michelle's dad right now. Her her dad. Her dad is the wise counselor that the uh, wary young traveler meets on his journey to uh, save yeah. the world. And he's <laughs> discouraged and sad. And then he shows up at this cave and they told him, he, someone here will give you help. And it's yeah. just this old, old man. And then he just, he just gives him wise counsel and feeds him a soup and bread. <laughs> and then he feels rejuvenated to go on his way. That was the weirdest, longest story about Michelle's dad that we met for two seconds. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not what he looks like. He, yeah, he's so he's so gentle and sweet, though, for sure. Well, yeah, that's that the the man in my story is not an evil person. He just <laughs> he used to be a warrior, and now he's just gives wise counsel to young warriors. He's like, this is what I do now. I'm retired from my warrior duties, and yeah. now I just. Any of the young buck warriors that come by my cave, just offer my advice. Mm -hmm. Either a cave <laughs> or like a small cottage. Ooh, yeah. I cave or a small cottage. Uh, <laughs> Michelle and Mike. Mike. Michelle and Mike. Michelle Who and Who you wanted it still to be. You wanted it to be Mike. Mike would have been a much better season, I think. <laughs> You just like you just like Freudian and slept who you wanted it to be the bachelor. <laughs> That's true. Michelle and Matt are gonna go on a bike ride like her and her family do in Minnesota. And uh they just ride a bike for a while. Because there's nothing to do left in Nemo Coleman. Nope. Just riding bikes. Which I wish that they had shown the outtake that they showed at the end with him falling off his bike and breaking it. Instead of what they actually showed? Yes, because yeah. I think that would have been hysterical. Yeah. He straight up made her think that he was going to run into her, broke his own bike chain, fell over. Like, that's the moment that I'm like, okay, Matt's funny. Yeah. Like, that Matt, I, I would I tried date. to tell you. I tried to tell you. 
I know, like Batman, the one who tries who tries to make you tries to scare you and then falls off his bike and breaks his bike chain like a freaking middle schooler. Bat Matt, I would date. Boring Matt, this bachelor edit Matt. Yeah. Yeah. The edit is not good for him. But then Mm -hmm. they go to an auditorium where they have set up (gasps) a bunch of students from Miss Michelle's class. Uh, And they all are, a bunch of them are wearing t-shirts that say Team Miss Young. I loved this. I loved this part of the day. Yeah, this was this was my favorite part of the episode. Those little kids were so cute, and you could tell that they genuinely care about and love their teacher. Like this wasn't just some staged effort to make Michelle look cool. Also, we know Michelle's cool because she just feels really authentic. Yeah, we didn't need the, we didn't need this to know that we love Michelle. Right. Right. Uh, the kids start asking questions like, "Is that your boyfriend?" Uh, what have what have you learned from Miss Young? That was sweet too. Uh, are you going to are you going to give Miss Young a rose, which is obviously asked by a parent or a producer, right? Because kids because one of these kids, kids know, know about roses, right? And then they asked, "Have you kissed yet?" And are you going to marry her? His answers were very interesting, like how he was like. Um, what did he say about the kissing thing? I don't remember. Um, he said, he said we've held hands. We've held hands. Um, and then it was like the marriage one. He was like, um, I still don't. What is that like? Jury's still out, or still, he said we're in the process of figuring that out. out. Yeah, I thought that was interesting though. Like just the way that he said it. Like those kids are probably like, whatever. Okay. He was definitely. You are you aren't. He was definitely answering that questions as if Lauren Zima was asking them. Right. Like his answer to this <laughs> child, like <laughs> it was just, it was so funny. Like I was like, that child is like, okay, just yes or no. Like I'm, I don't care what you're trying He could have gotten the on. same point across by shrugging his shoulders. Like, oh, I guess we'll find yeah. out in a few weeks. But when he was like, um, you'll be, I'll Zoom call you first. <laughs> and that kid is probably like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You don't mean anything to me. And also, I don't think you're marrying her. Right, right. That's, that's exactly exactly what I'm getting at. Is the fact that, like, the way he tiptoed around it, and it was like, they're all like, Miss Young's cool. But then it was like, I feel like even that child was like, yeah, no. Nah. Like, Miss Young's going to make it to the runner-up status, but she ain't bringing it home. <laughs> that's just awful. It's... Uh, Michelle takes him to uh, to meet her parents, Levon and Ephraim. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the the hellos and the entrances for all four families were, were emotional when the uh, the daughter saw their parent or parents for the first time. Yeah. It was very sweet. And then apparently Ephraim t- tells Michelle, as soon as you walked in the room, we could tell you were happy. Yeah. And he wants Apparently to know, they've seen her go through some hard breakups, or yeah, a hard breakup. Most all recently. of them, all of them, but Rachel, like, danced around the topic of some difficult relationship in the past, mm-hmm. and none of them are like kept bringing it. Like none of them like expressed further. They're mm-hmm. all like, you know, that last thing that happened that was hard, and they're like, yeah, yeah. that was hard. I'm just like, what? We know nothing. I know that, and that's that's like the weird thing. Is I feel like we know nothing. We don't know anything about so, any of these people. No. Okay, but 
besides the fact that she is an alleged racist, name one thing about Rachel. Exactly. We don't. Like 100,000%. Like we didn't even, like honestly, when we saw her dad, like, and her dad, I, I'm not sure what his ethnicity is, um, but like he looked, like he kind of looks like he's maybe Latino or something. Like, yeah. I, I'm not sure. But like the, like when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, I know nothing about her background. No. Absolutely nothing. Like I was like, we. That's why I was, I was so confused last week when they showed the clip of them meeting her parents, her family. I'm just like, she does not look to be fully white, but her mom. Right. And her sister were white, white, blonde. So I'm just like, yeah. what is dad that's making this look like this? <laughs> yeah, like, and I always thought that she, like, she, she looked like she, you know, like, yeah, like maybe she's like multi, you know, multiracial or something, yeah. you know, like. Just, I, yeah, I was yeah. definitely not getting a uh, a Southern Belle vibe when I'm watching right. her. Just like, okay, there's something that's not 100%. Mm-hmm. white here which is which makes even more confusing the uh the racial undertones about her I'm just like but you're f- okay that's yeah but weird. i mean anybody can be racist <laughs> but it's just weird to have someone's dad be another ethnicity yeah and then have that kind of background i just thought that whole thing was weird so but yeah that that dawned on me though that we know nothing about her background no. and which that would have been cool because of the emphasis put on um, it being such a historically diverse, you know, um, uh, cast and such a, like, there's, there's so much rich storytelling that I feel like is untapped here. Yes. Like, completely, com- there are so many stories three of that the we four, did not focus on. Three of the four women have had some sort of incredible heartache. Mm-hmm. And... Beats me. I don't freaking know anything. Right. The only thing I know about these relationships, the women's past relationships, is the fact that Rachel hasn't had one. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. That's it. So, uh, Michelle and her dad are talking still. Uh, She says, what do you like most about him? She says he wants to make a difference. And then he talks about his uh, ABC Food Tours Mm -hmm. charity where he does some sort of farming with uh, children. And uh, he he's, I mean, they're all, to a certain extent, uh, skeptical. But he says he's going to be supportive. That's our job is to be there when things get tough. And I, I don't know. I can't really tell if they think that this is going to work out. I think that I loved how sweet and gentle Michelle's mom was when she was asking her yeah. about him. And how she was like, do you love him? You know, and and didn't she ask the question about like, is he going to treat you like dad treats me? Yes. I think she, and Something that like that, that yeah. was the question that like people fell in love with this sweet family. Yeah. I saw so many comments online about that because like you could tell already that her parents had a sweet and kind relationship and they've obviously created a sweet and kind human being who <laughs> of the five people, you know, that the five women that the additional women that came in michelle stuck michelle got that first date you know yeah she we knew michelle was staying Mm -hmm. and so she seems like she's a level-headed wonderful person so of course she comes from level-headed wonderful people 
And just like the way that her mom asked that question though, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and it's just, I don't know. She didn't approach it like a mom who's like, are you sure? You know, I don't know. I don't like him. She just let her voice it and ask her those kind questions and like really brought forth the feelings and emotions that we otherwise don't get to experience with her. Yeah. You know, with any of them. Right. I want to jump back to Matt and Ephraim really quick for a funny comment that he said. Uh, he said he would be willing to move to Minnesota. I did see that, yeah. I'm just like, that's a man who's making a statement he knows he never has to uphold. Because Michelle's not winning the season. So he can say whatever the crap he wants to Michelle's dad. Uh-huh. Because he's never going to see him again. Yeah. He can nope. say, yeah, I'm falling for your daughter. And yeah, I'll move to Minnesota. Because, you know, I'm not picking Michelle. I can tell her dad whatever I want. Right. And like he said earlier, um, or no, later on in the episode, he didn't feel comfortable asking anyone's permission yet either. Yeah. So it was kind of like, meh. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I think I think he knows, the audience knows that this isn't going to work out. She's going to be runner-up. Nick thought that particular statement was interesting, Nick Vile, because he said he was he, he said the biggest fight he had with producers all season was whether or not he was going to ask all of these women's parents mm. for their blessing. And he pushed back the entire time. Really? Saying he did not want to do that. I can't remember if he ended up doing it. Did he? I, I don't remember. So that's something that producers really push for them to ask permission. Because they know that's brutal awkwardness. I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't like, either. they need to quit. Yeah. They need to stop doing maybe, those things. And that maybe that's why he didn't have to, because they chilled out with that. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I do not like that. Uh, Michelle, we talked about how Michelle talks to her mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Michelle tells Matt at the end, I'm falling in love with you. He says, thank you for telling me that. Again. Uh-huh. And then Michelle doesn't seem that worried about it, though, when she adds, when Matt and I walk away from this experience, hand in hand, life will be full. I don't think it will, Michelle. I think <laughs> you are going to go back to Minnesota alone. Mm-hmm. And best case scenario is... Possibly Bachelorette, probably Paradise. And Paradise yeah, is, I Paradise can, is I filmed during the summer, so you'll be good anyway. Yeah, I can see Paradise. Not, not, probably not Bachelorette. Probably not. Because we just, again, we didn't get to see her personality that much. Like, if they had showed us how funny she is, apparently. How, yeah, then maybe. Like, but yeah, I, they didn't. They didn't really do a good job of introducing us to these women. No, they did not. They did a terrible job. Uh, next date is uh, Rachel. Rachel's mom, Kim, her dad, Daryl, and her sister, Trinity, have shown up for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel and Matt do not do anything hometown-related at all. He picks her up. I was, she picks him up in I a was, car. And, I was wondering about that, though. Yeah, she <laughs> picks him up in a car, and they go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the skydive though. <laughs> One, I totally want to go skydiving. Like this just reminded me of how much I really want to do it. Um, two though, that landing. I just love how she the edit where um and I should have written it down now, but when she's talking about falling in love with him 
and you know and then they you see matt and you see him skydiving in his face he has the goofiest freaking face <laughs> ever while skydiving like she's like this she says something like you know like i'm falling like this this could be the man that i marry or whatever and he's just like, like up in the air. and i just thought it was so funny and like i just love how they like edited that it was like yeah it, this is the man i just i would like it said that if I show up to a date blindfolded and someone says you're skydiving, I'm going to say, I'll break everyone's neck on this plane before I skydive. <laughs> I will not. I will not go up in a plane you're like, no, and jump out of it. I will it. not. I won't do that. I, I totally would. I won't do bungee jumping. I really? Won't do, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't. I, I don't think I'd bungee jump. I wouldn't bungee jump, but I would skydive. Because we have a mutual friend that goes skydiving. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. He told me the story where he landed once and broke his ankle, and he had to crawl to the side of the road and flag down a car to get help. Wait, for real? Yes. Honest to goodness, text him and ask him. Whoa. Okay. And I didn't really have a lot of interest before, but that day was like, that is today is the day I will never go skydiving. Wow. I did not know that. Okay. So I will not. I won't do it. <laughs> well, so they, this uh, puts a wrinkle in it, but I definitely still want to go. <laughs> well, uh, so from what I heard, from what I've heard, they didn't really land properly. Uh, you think well, that I mean, man fell into her? <laughs> like, like that was a, like she like got crushed into the ground, and that the tandem skydiver instructor was like. Like, I, I literally, like, I literally, well, they, I made an audible, poof, <laughs> when like, I saw what like, happened. They landed, like, sideways, which, a first of all, that's that's on their instructor. But Good second of Lord, all, that if, was you, crazy. if you saw how Matt and his partner landed, they landed, like, on their butt. Exactly. So you're supposed to lift that's your That's how feet. you land. It was gentle. It was easy. It was, like, well, okay, a, running steps and down. Yeah, so that's how you're supposed to land. Mm-hmm. They landed sideways, and then Rachel kept her feet just, like, dangling. So then yep. what she did was she hit the ground and went whiplash on the ground. Like that. Oh, my gosh. That was so – I'm playing it over and over in my head right now, and I'm like, okay. I'm, okay. Watch, I'm watching it happen over and over on a GIF right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys, you can't see this, but it is – repeated oh my gosh like i can't i cannot watch that anymore that okay that is worse year come true that's that's what that's what a little piece of me in the back of my head is like but what if this happens to you but i would still go no uh, and i think so while we got down to the ground i would be like okay oh gosh a couple of things that i want to talk about what happened afterwards first of all either they get either they redid it or everyone on that show could, should be fired because the the person she's attached to gone uh-huh no medic there no medic no producer her there. hair was neatly brushed by the time and, that and the first person there supposedly is matt who was at the time when she hit the ground attached to another human being yeah exactly so clearly they had like all the medics check on her and then like fixed her up. Yeah. And then said, Matt, get up and run to her. I, I honestly do not understand what was going through their minds when they edit these stupid little things. 
Because like you could have showed us we, that. I don't want you to show us someone after they go basically face first into the ground, mm-hmm. picking someone up. That's not what you do. You no. have to make sure you didn't break your neck first. Right. Like, I, like she was just like, oh, you know, like it, that's what was crazy. It's like you see it at first and, you know, her hair's obviously disheveled. You know, she's looking kind of dazed and confused and she's like, ow, you know. Yeah. So I kind of I believe that Matt could have maybe made it over there beforehand, you know, and then they could probably were like, OK, hey, we got to check her out. We got to check her out, you know. Um, OK, so that believable to me you know but i noticed that edit whenever they cut to him and he's talking and then he's doing his uh his interview um then they cut to him again but then you notice like it's just them alone in the field and her hair is neatly combed and brushed not windblown anymore like i don't need you to fix it up when when before i like thought it through and i was just watching it the first time mm-hmm. and he like bent over and like lifted her up i'm like full-on panicked i'm like no 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 no, 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 no. she could have broke her neck keep her still you wait for a medic never move them never move them if someone slams down on the ground from a thousand feet yeah you just let them be until someone with medical experience gets there and like you said like she wasn't moving and i'm sure they probably had people on hand just in case something happened anyway but like I don't know what the need is to iron out all of these details. Are you watching it again? No, you I'm guys, reading, if you just see Brendan's face I'm, right now. I'm reading something from the article. And it says, Can you imagine if Matt had to see Rachel's parents alone, carrying a hotel gift shop bouquet and some really bad news? Oh! oh man. Oh, jeez. But I think that um, I just don't I don't know why the producers felt it. This whole season is so awkward to me. I honestly don't know what they're doing. Like, how was last season when they shot in that La Quinta Inn? <laughs> Not the inn, the resort. <laughs> uh, basically. Might as well have been. But how, how is filming there more authentic than you going to what is supposed to make me feel like you're on location, you know, and you're not really going anywhere, but you've quarantined and everything. But how does this feel so manufactured and terrible? Because they know how to like, do this it. This might now. be the worst edit I've ever seen of Bachelor. Because they know how Bachelor. to do it now. They went into last season and it had to be authentic because everyone was working from home. Everyone, they didn't know what they were doing. Everyone, th- everything was on the fly. They didn't have time to do all this extra stuff because they barely did the stuff they did on time. But now they've hit their rhythm and they know how to make it. They know how to, they know how to what they think is make it better. I honestly preferred take me back to La Quinta. Don't no do La Quinta editing at Nemecolon. I guess. Because La Quinta was. I just didn't mind it. I liked the simplicity of it. It was bad. I thought the accommodations were bad. Yeah. If you give me a choice between staying home and going to La Quinta, I might stay home. <laughs> You're Quinta, like, yeah, nah, I'll pass. The the pretending that we're in ancient that we're in old Spain, not my thing. 120 degrees in the in the summer, not my thing. 
okay so maybe maybe go to a location that is cooler you know maybe like don't go don't go to the desert but i'm just saying though like make it real like i liked taisha and ivan's dates when they would stay home and cook or when they would play games or something i liked the way that they had to create things because guess what all of america is stuck at home trying to create things <laughs> No, I don't need to see people skydiving. I want to see that a love story can happen while I'm freaking stuck at home quarantining. Yeah. All right. But I well, digress. I'm gonna calm myself down now. Well, while you do that, we'll we'll get started on the evening portion. Uh, Matt goes to meet Rachel's parents. Uh, Daryl is skeptic. He says, "I don't see how somebody would propose that soon. What's the rush?" <laughs> and mom is hesitant to just take her daughter's uh, her thoughts on Matt at face value. Have you seen anything bad or anything you don't like about him? I'm sure everybody has a bad day. And Rachel She's says like, Matt has had zero red flags. I just love how there are no red flags with him. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's a giant red flag. <laughs> yeah. She's like, he's seen me on bad days. And they're like asking, yeah, like, oh, like, how are you sure? Like the day he are finds sure out that him? you do these bad things. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daryl and Matt talk outside by the fire. Uh, I don't see how you could get to that point of engagement in such a short period of time. To me, it'd be difficult to truly come about some, to care about somebody when you're seeing other people. Yes. Daryl was a straight shooter. Daryl was like, what is this? What the heck is this show? <laughs> Daryl's not buying it. He's got other ladies here, says Dad in an interview. Who knows? What's he telling Rachel? He could be turning around and saying the same thing to the other ladies. And uh, To which she was like, I, I might be naive, you know, but I think I'm different. Which, I mean, to her credit, I think she is different. Because he obviously, he has not been telling them that he's falling in love with them. He, he's he, like, I'm falling for you. The only time, like, this is the only time that I'm just, like, not judging these girls. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Like, does he, he's the only one who said, he's the only one, she's the only one who said, who he has said, I'm falling in love with you too. Yeah. So she's, she's, what she's feeling, that vibe she's feeling is true. Yeah. Like, she's he, the only one who's connection. getting that type of validation. Mm-hmm. So I think they know each other well enough to to know. Um, well, do they know each other well enough though? <laughs> Time will tell. Um, like, did she take him aside and say, "Hey, I went to racist parties <coughs> on my campus," and he was like, "Cool, we'll talk about it after the show." <laughs> <laughs> um, Dale decides that he's not going to convince his daughter to leave, and says, "Well, you know, your mom and I love you." We'll support what you, whatever you do. And the sigh was intentional. He sighed. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that dude was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, we. Th this is another conversation where there's a person who's there that does absolutely nothing. Her sister Trinity does not say a single word. 100% completely forgot she was even there. Absolutely forgot. Didn't she talk to her, though? I thought she talked to her. Maybe that was when she just entered the room. I think it was just when she entered the room. Yeah, I, like, I, remember, 
I remember her talking to her, um, and then nothing. Matt talked to both her parents, and Rachel talked to both her parents. Trinity might as well not have not shown up. Maybe she was babysitting. Who? What? She was babysitting Bree's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a weird time to be babysitting her her Bree's sister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt tells Rachel that uh, if I'm being honest with you, that's the conversation he he does not want to have with four families about uh, that we mentioned it before about asking for permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel is not happy. She says, part of she me was hoping that he would have asked my dad for a blessing. It's hard to accept the fact that there are three other women involved. Well, there are, and you're on a TV show. You should be used to it by now. Right. If that were me, I don't think, I honestly don't, I wouldn't want him to ask my dad. I'd want him to ask my dad when it's not TV. Yeah. Or like when it's, you know, call him when we're up on that mountain and he's just proposed to me or he's going to propose to me, you know, call my dad then, but don't, don't call him when you're still dating other women. Like when Peter <laughs> don't did. ask him when he's there. Cause my dad, 100%, I promise you, my dad would be like Rachel's dad. He'd be like, what? <laughs> what is this? And I'd have to be like, Dad, you're on TV. Behave. <laughs> uh, so next we have news and notes. We'll do some news, news and, and notes. notes. News and notes. All right. Uh, news and notes. A couple things. Rachel Lindsay has spoken out about who she suggests to host AFR, and that's Emmanuel Acho. Ernie, do you know who that is? Um, wait, who she thinks? Yes. No, I said his name. Do you know who that person is? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess I should have realized you didn't know who it was when I said the name and the name didn't mean anything to you. <laughs> like, I literally, <laughs> literally was like, okay. Like my brain, my brain completely redacted it from my mind files. Like already. She I suggested. Like, what did you say? She suggested uh, Emmanuel Acho. Uh, I, I he is a, he is a former NFL player. He hosts a web series called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Oh, oh yes. Oh, and my gosh. Also I never author. knew his name, but I know I know the series. It's a good series. I've watched a couple. He's also wrote a few books about uh, racial conversations, so that's who she suggested host AFR. Yeah. Which once again pushes the meaning, the feeling that I've had and I shared, shared with you that she is out. Here's the deal. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I vibe that she's out. I think that she may be like pushing it away while also maybe being like, but come closer. It's me. You know, you're going to have to kind of grovel a bit to get me to do this. I don't know. I don't know if I think that she's out. But I also don't know if I think that it should be him because we still, we, I don't know. I think as a, as a fan and a viewer, minus hosting this podcast, you know, um, just average everyday person, I think that I still want to maintain the, the Bachelor Nation vibe, you know? I don't think that, I mean, he's not, he's not a part of Bachelor Nation because I think that once you bring somebody in, who has, yes, those, like, he has, a, he has a popular show and he deals with, like, racial, racial topics and reconciliation and all that, you know, 
yes, that's a big portion of it, but then there's also just the regular fun and games that Bachelor, the you know, yeah, I mean, the final row. I don't think that his name would have even been an option for me just because I'm I'm thinking along the lines of you. We need to have somebody who is familiar like with Bachelor Nation, like. So yeah, I'm not sure if he would be my number one host. No. I mean, obviously, if he hosts a web series, he can be a host. And yeah. In that sense, he wouldn't be a terrible option, but I just don't think he would be uh, the number one choice for me either. Uh, next, we have yeah. Clarendale. Our quote: "Making plans for their future together because they both want to make it work." After being seen in Florida last week together. Ugh. I don't care. We're moving I saw on. Saw the pictures. I, I like literally was like, uh, when I saw them holding hands by the pool, they're yeah. like another picture. And I was like, another time of me not caring. Yeah. Uh, next news. Cause I don't want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> you will do anything to avoid clear. I don't want to do it. Just I like, don't we just it. want to let you guys know what's happening. So maybe you're happy about it, but we're not. <laughs> I'm just giving you the news. I don't want to, ha- I don't want to share my opinion of it because my opinion is, I don't care to see them ever again in my life. And there's your opinion that That's you didn't want to share. I'm just putting it all out there. If anybody yeah. has any thoughts, I don't care. Uh, Ivan from Tasha's Season had some comments about Chris. He said, quote, and even going forward, I honestly don't know how this will all shake out. But for myself, for example, if they have future shows, if they were to ask me to be a part of like Bachelor of Paradise or something like that, and I'm sure a lot of other contestants feel the same way, I wouldn't feel comfortable if Chris is there, to be quite frank. So uh, Ivan lets us know that if Chris is around for at least this year's Bachelor in Paradise, he's not interested in being a part of it. Um, I, okay. I have a weird, I think I had a weird reaction to this when I, when I read that, because I mean, <clears throat> full disclosure, like I've said this before, but like, you know, I'm a woman of color. Um, and I totally see what was wrong with his comments. And I totally understand that he is not hosting the AFR. AFR. He's got obviously a lot to learn, um, about what was wrong about what he said, um, and what he was defending. I don't know if, unless he's done something behind the scenes that outright always made people feel uncomfortable, which maybe that will come forward. Maybe somebody will say like, actually, you know, the, the environment has always been, you know, this way, or the environment has always, Chris Harrison has always, you know, kind of made me feel like he was putting white people over brown people or something like that. If, unless that comes out, I kind of feel like we're just dealing with a host that has a lot to learn. Um, but I don't know if I would feel uncomfortable with him being. I there. think we should not bury him. I think he <laughs> has the ability. And I think what that what that quote specific quote was getting it was missing and was informed later in the article that I didn't I don't know why I didn't grab the quotes from it, but I I should have. He would not be okay with him this year. He said this would be too soon. He would be okay yeah. with him coming. And I'm not saying that this is make, should make you feel differently. I'm just saying Ivan thinks this year's Bachelor in Paradise would, I guess, be too soon. And would prefer, would be okay with him returning 
like a year from now. Yeah. But I guess his thought was this bachelorette and this bachelor would be would be too soon. This bachelorette and this bachelor in paradise. I mean, because I I could see honestly I could see him missing the season of the bachelorette. I do. He's I don't already see missing him. the AFR. Um, I mean, I guess if we're looking at an entire seasonal cycle of so bachelorette and bachelor in paradise, but I don't know. Again, like I. I mean, I don't, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. Like when I read that though, um, a few days ago, I, I was just kind of taken aback. I was like, really? Like now we're, now we're feeling uncomfortable with him. Yeah. You know, I just feel like it's, it's still an ongoing conversation. And I, I mean, I've had these conversations with, with friends um, that are like this and they're difficult and, you know, you get upset when they don't see where you're coming from or they're not really listening. But at the same time, like, I'm not, and I don't want to take away from what Ivan is saying, you know, because I don't know his experience on the show. And and I know that a lot of people of color were really offended, and rightfully so, you know, yeah. of what he was defending. But I just, I just don't know if I need him to sit out Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe Bachelorette, you know, because I, I definitely think that would be too soon. That would be trying to convince me that, like, nothing happened. We're just going to move I past think this. Bachelor in Paradise is a vibe that it's okay like bachelor in five bachelor in paradise is not serious right. they, they make a joke of old-timey theme songs as the theme song they yeah, have wells right. bartending like this is not a serious bachelor in paradise is not a serious place i think there would be acceptable to ease him back in yeah that i think that's what that's what i think yeah, yeah. i i 100 agree like it wouldn't yeah, it just, it wouldn't make me feel weird if he was back then. No, I wouldn't, me either. And then our final news and notes is uh, Matt James officially made his statement since our last recording of his thoughts that are going on. So I'm going to go ahead and read that. It's a little lengthy, so bear with me. Uh, the post, the past few weeks have been some of the most challenging in my life. And while there are several episodes left in the season, is important to take the time to address the troubling information that has come to light since the ra- since we wrapped filming, including the incredible disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkenell and the interview between Rachel, Lindsay, and Chris. The reality is that I am learning about these situations in real time and have been devastating and has been devastating and heartbreaking to put it bluntly. Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional labor that my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum South, a painful history that every American should understand intimately was troubling and painful to watch as black people and allies immediately knew and understood. It was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the bachelor franchise has fallen short of addressing adequately for years. The moment has sparked critical conversation and reporting raised important questions and resulted in inspiring displays of solidarity from bachelor nation. It has also pushed me to reevaluate and process what my experience on The Bachelor represents, not just for me, but for all the contestants of color, especially the black contestants of this season and seasons past, and for you, the viewers at home. I will continue to process this experience, and you will hear me. You will hear more from me in the end. My greatest prayer is that this is an inflection point that results in real and institutional change for the better. I'm super glad that he spoke out. I'm really glad to hear from him. I'm really glad that 
all of what he said um, as the first African-American lead, I think it is, I think it, it makes sense that he's had to reevaluate or evaluate his entire experience. Yeah. Uh, so that was his statement. And that was it for news and notes for me. Anything from you? Anything else from you? Well, oh, Tasha, Tasha is actually featured in Marie Claire. This yes, week, I saw Tasha. I saw the uh, the uh, front photo, the cover photo. Mm-hmm. She and she's looking beautiful, yeah, she and I'm does. just looking at um, the article. The headline of the article is "Tasha Adams won't back down after inserting some cultural realness into the Bachelor franchise and the former Bachelorette." The former bachelor is ready to dig even deeper. So I'm excited to have Tasha's voice finally. Like she has a megaphone and she just brings a whole lot to the table. And I just love her. It's no secret here that we we love and adore Tasha and she's our favorite. Absolutely. Or at least my favorite. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, just to circle back to Matt's statement though, I I I'm I'm really excited to hear from him. Yes. I'm just very, I'm very it was def- it was definitely important that he says something. Yeah, and the things that he, like, it makes sense that he took that time. And it, I, I can't imagine, I honestly can't imagine as a lead what it feels like for your season to have, to be criticized by it because of its edit, to also look at, and in hindsight, it's like you're not even the star of your own show. Yeah. And then also to have all of these things revealed about the front runner possible winner, you know, all of these things that people often look at and say like, Oh, we have our first black bachelor racism is fixed, you know, Um, where it's like, Oh gosh, all it really did was unveil a whole lot of things that we didn't realize that we weren't dealing with. So I think that this has, um, it has definitely set the stage and given the microphone to um, a lot of uh, people in Bachelor Nation that maybe wouldn't necessarily, we wouldn't hear as loudly from. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm excited about the change that hopefully it cultivates. And, yes. Yeah. All right. So let's dive back into the episode. Uh, we have here date three Brie, Brie's best friend, Brie, and her mom, Lauren, <laughs> and her baby sister. <laughs> Very good. Like you said, Matt was like, I only got to learn two names. Yeah. So. Uh, they go off-roading for some reason because that's totally what you do in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, Brie felt like such a, and for lack of a better word, she was such a badass on this date. Like, driving that car. Yeah. You know, like, she was so cool. This date, I literally was like, Brie is legit. Yeah, she was great. Uh, so they go, they go, uh, they go off roading, and then they basically jump right into the uh, the evening portion. The day portion was boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. What do you think of their connection? I think she would be winning if it wasn't for Rachel. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. Or think maybe so. that's just me projecting. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you want her, you want her to be winning. I do want her to be winning if it wasn't for Rachel. Like, she and Brie is Brie is fantastic. If I were Matt, I would probably be like, it's between Brie. It, it'd probably be between Brie and Rachel because Rachel's cool, and I wouldn't I wouldn't know that she's 
secretly racist or past Rachel was racist. <laughs> right. Like Rachel looks and sounds, seems wonderful until you're like, ooh, I dug a bit deeper and here's what I found. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that they have a good connection. I just don't know if I see it. I don't know if I see it either, but uh, I, I like them a lot and I like her a lot. So I wish I just saw more. Uh, they show up for the evening portion. Matt brings a ridiculously oversized bunny for Bree's little sister. And uh, we jump right into it and Bree's mom has no time for Matt. I, yeah, I really appreciate the fact that she was like, my mom's going to give you a hard time. She's probably going to, because, you know, honestly, it was just them for so long. Um, and I think that, I I, mean, I love this. Also, I had to remind myself that Bree's mom is only like two or three years older than me. Yeah. Like, I was she's, like, wait. Like, yeah, she's mid to upper 30s at most. Yeah, she's, I think she's 36. She's That's 36. Crazy. So like, and she just had a baby, you know, um. But I do really love the bond between... I was really excited to meet Bree's mom. I was too. I was too. Uh, uh, Bree's mom, Lauren, is clearly... I mean, obviously, very in tune with who Bree is as a person. And wants yeah. her to push herself to share if she is feeling that she's falling from that. Mm-hmm. Just tell him. Like, it's not, it's not the end of the world if you tell him that you love him. That was one of my favorite things when she was like... If you tell him and it doesn't work out, then you know what we're like we're we're gonna work through it together. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like mending... she was just like, "I'm here for you." She whatever said, happens, she said, "Quote: Worst case scenario, we are mending a broken heart together, but we'll survive." And I, I think that's love missing... that so much. I think that's missing from all of these hometown dates forever. Is mm-hmm. that just like engagement doesn't mean you have to be with them together, and losing doesn't mean you're you're broken forever like these are this is just a relationship it's a tv relationship and it's a hurried relationship but it's just a relationship let's relax a little and not treat this like it's either the beginning of the beginning of the rest of your life or the end of your world yeah and that's what i spend most of my time mad at chris harrison about (laughs) is that he makes it feel he makes you feel like you got to hightail it out here right now and put a ring on it get married and have a baby right after this show (laughs) <laughs> yeah. right before these like right between these commercials on this commercial work <laughs> like i just oh yeah, he stresses he... me out chris Harrison is like a really a really um intense parent <laughs> right. it's like when are you gonna have a baby when are you gonna get married uh brie says that she's falling in love with matt which makes her so so scared and then that's when she says the uh, worst case scenario we're mending a broken heart together she's great mm-hmm. Uh, and then Matt and then Bree and Matt talk and that's mm-hmm. not much to say about that. I mean, she told him, Yeah, she told him what she felt and he said, thank you for sharing. <laughs> and like this date, they were clearly ramping up for a long Serena P date because of how quickly they blew through Bree. Which I'm just sad because Bree has such a solid story. Bree has such yeah. a great story that is made for television. We but can get to know Bree so much more. Maybe she's just not interesting. Maybe. I don't know. I think we have to deal with the possibility that she's just not interesting television. It's. I mean, it's true. Maybe. But she just... 
if anything, her story is like for television. The story. Yes. No, the story itself. is she may just not be a good vessel for such a great story, and maybe that's I don't know. And she's I'm not, not saying, a good vessel for her own story. I'm not. Look, <laughs> there can be an interesting story, but. Just because someone has an interesting story doesn't mean when they when they write the movie about her, she's playing her own character. Because just because uh, someone has a good story doesn't mean they're they they themselves are interesting. That's legit. Okay. All so right. I think Brie is talking. great. I think she like they said she has a good head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. She's very she's a realist. I think she's incredibly sweet and pretty. But mm-hmm. maybe she's just not that interesting. And I'm I think excited be- to see the baby though. I think because and, she's, yes, the baby was adorable. And I think because she's a realist and she's calm and collected, I think that's why she's not good television. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. She's too normal. Yeah. And we jump straight into Serena P's date. Oh, Serena P. I, like, this on this date, ironically, I appreciated her more than I ever have. I was already appreciating her a bit more last week when she was complaining about the <laughs> the yoga date <laughs> right but and i love she's a straight shooter she's pretty great uh serena is gonna give them all a taste of canada yeah by giving us a canada food tour and quiz now i really i just love seeing her sense of humor and the way that her and matt tease each other yes they this relationship for me is the most frustrating because they they vibed really well they are so good together they really are and just because serena feel doesn't serena doesn't feel it right away she's done okay but this is why, and I know it's super frustrating. Serena P came through in like this last 11th hour of being the most relatable contestant for me this season because of that. There's like, it's just, I don't know. That's, how, that's exactly how I function. Like, I'll be like, oh, this, me and this guy have really great chemistry, but I'm not feeling it. So bye. <laughs> I just was, like they, that's just I got that so one hundred thousand percent I understood every other question, but does he have it was a solid answer she tra- right. he treats her he treats her well, he cares about her, he's there for her they like she said, the conversations are great, uh-huh. they have a great time together, and like I'm just like because you guys are good together, just be together. But if you don't feel it, somebody can be perfect on paper, but you need the it factor. But you maybe give it. more, give the it more than six weeks. Okay, that's true. But maybe she just knew. Like, she just knew. She knows herself. Yeah, but that's what I was really proud of her about. She knew herself well enough to say, this is not it. But like her sister said, all you've looked for is it. And it hasn't worked. So maybe it's try something true, other than she it. she knows what it is. But if it, if it isn't, what's the definition of insanity, Ernie? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If every time you do it, it fails, do something other than it. It's because he's not it. But maybe that's good. Nah. I'm just saying. He just hasn't found it yet. 
But he, <laughs> she needs to give a two things. It hasn't worked, so change what it is. And B, give it more than five weeks where you've hung out four times, and two of those two of those four times have been with eight other women. I could I could see that I could see that like she she could but sometimes you just know that it even if you don't know what it is you know it is not there, and so I I will say like as frustrating as it is it as it is I thought that was super relatable and it's probably something I need to talk to a therapist about myself. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I was like, girl, you know, you know that you, you're not feeling it. And she tried to convince herself and she even said that, but let's talk about the date. We'll talk about the date and then the process of it. Uh, they do a quick can of the quiz where I did not know. Most of the questions, most of the answers and to those questions. she asked him about the points on the maple leaf, and he closed his eyes. <laughs> I think she he was, was trying, like, Matt, there's clues all over I think the he room. was trying to do, I think he was trying to figure out if he knew what it was without cheating. And yeah. I, I respect that. <laughs> that was so funny, though. That was the moment where I was like, these two have such great chemistry yes. of teasing each other. Like, they were adorable. Now, would you like a quick tour of their food? Yes. First of all, we have poutine. My brother has a good friend from Canada who loves poutine. Poutine is French fries and cheese curds with gravy on top. That's weird. She says it's that amazing. Makes my, that makes my stomach hurt thinking about it. She says it's amazing. So I will stand by her her words <laughs> in this. The second one was uh, peen meal bacon. It is just ham with it's like a it's like Canadian bacon with like cornmeal on the out on the out mm-hmm. like a cornmeal crust. So very similar to ham with a cornmeal crust. Ew. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. I don't even really like ham. Uh, we have beaver tails. Beaver tails is basically a thin donut that Ew. you put stuff you put toppings on like cinnamon sugar or jam. It's just a donut. <laughs> It's a beaver tail? No, it's just a donut. They just call it a beaver tail. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I thought you were like, I imagine like a beaver tail like rolled up like no. a donut. And then you're like, yeah, it's like, it's like a donut. It's it just looks like, like a donut. beaver tail. That's why they call it that. <laughs> it's just a donut. Oh my gosh. And I watched the episode too. I don't know what I thought. Maybe I heard beaver tail and was just like, no, I don't need yeah, that in my you life. You put like a, you can put uh, like a various uh, sweet toppings on it, cinnamon sugar mm-hmm. or jams or jellies. So mm-hmm. that, and then the fourth one was uh, Ne Nemo bars. I'm, I know I'm butchering that because I don't remember what it was called. And uh, it's like a, oh, I looked it up, I Googled it earlier so that I would be prepared. <laughs> and now I am forgetting it. Okay, no, that that's the wrong one. It is a it is a dessert, usually of a it consists of three layers: a wafer, nuts, which is either almonds, walnuts, or pecans, and a coconut crumb base, custard icing in the middle, and a layer of chocolate ganache on top. Many varieties exist, cons- consisting of different types of crumbs, including 
different types of crumbs, different flavors of icing, and different types of chocolate. All right. So it's icing, chocolate, and crumb base. I mean, I try Canada it. for you. That's Canada. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the food, and then we saw how bad Matt was at hockey. Oh my gosh. I don't think someone yeah. that I don't think that someone that someone that tall and skinny is built for hockey. <laughs> That's true. And like I just I love that Serena totally showed him up. Like the girliest girl, you know, is just out there like, yeah, I play ice hockey. True Canadian there. I mean, she is can she is Canadian. She she had to play hockey. She is Canadian. Like I think it's I think it's like a requirement. Yeah, it's uh, they're born with it. So we uh, we meet we meet Serena P's family where she brought her mom Rosna, her dad, and her sister Talia. Yeah, her parents were adorable too, and I thought her mom was very sweet. Her sister sounds just like her. Oh yeah, they're, her sister could be her twin. Right. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Hearing them both talk, I was like, wow. Y'all are the same person. Uh, her mom asks, asks him why Serena. Matt says she's smart, beautiful, has her head on her shoulders, and she challenges me. She doesn't take crap from anybody. And this is where I really start to notice, like, Matt is, like, super into her. Mm-hmm. A lot more than what we knew as yeah. viewers. Which again, we should have been aware of that. We kind of we yes. got glimpses of it, but we should have been aware that yeah. she was this close to being a front runner. And then this is where things started to go really downhill for Matt, mm -hmm. where Serena sat down with her sister. Mm -hmm. uh, Serena, so she asked, uh, "Do you love him?" And and then Serena says he's on paper and in my head checks every single box. I do sometimes feel like I'm catching up to his feelings. And then big hesitation, I'm falling for him. Yes. Oof! Like literally, when I heard her say this, I was like, "He's not it. He's not it." Yeah. I know this because I've been where she is. Yeah. It's, he's not it. You want him to be it, Serena, but he's not it, and it's hard to be like, "Hey, you're perfect." I should date you or I should probably like see where this goes, but I know you're not it. She didn't want to waste time. Yeah. Uh, Serena, Serena's sister Talia says to me, it seems like there's just something missing. You don't seem smitten. Mm-hmm. If my sister told me that I would 100% be like she did. I 100% re-examine everything. Yeah. And then her dad reminds her this is a very strong commitment, and she admits that she's not a thousand percent sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she talks to her mom, who's which, uh, where they talk about her past relationship, and she says she was so sure about this other guy, I was so sure, and then I was wrong, and I got so hurt. And like this is the point where we discussed earlier, like. They allude to this big heartbreak. We should have been aware of something that yes. made her into who she is today. Her her past love experience, you know, that 
goes into what she's looking for. Like, mm-hmm. what did that guy have that she's looking for in a partner, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is where the family time ends. Matt and her are talking. And Serena is honest and says, I just have a lot of thinking to do. It's just I'm going through some stuff, doubts that don't even come from you in any way, just come from within myself and I'm dealing that I'm dealing with. And mm-hmm. he tries to talk to her down and says, don't worry about the engagement stuff, just think about dating me. And she's still like, I don't know. She, tell, she tells us, I was like, what do you mean? I'm still, I'm sitting here freaking out. And yet he was super calm and it's just like, hey, you yeah. don't even have to think about the engagement. Because I I think without Serena, I think, I think he, I think she would have been the runner up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because I didn't know how close, I didn't know how close she was. Right. That's the problem. We didn't know any of this. Because I would, I think I honestly would have put her at fourth place at first. Now I think I would have put her at second. Yeah. If she had felt the same way about Matt that he feels about her, then she's definitely uh-huh. second, maybe winning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt sits down with Chris the next day, and uh, she he talks about how she doesn't know where Serena's at. And Chris says, hey, you should probably go talk to her about that then. Chris Harrison, all he just wants is like, he's like, we need to get another girl out of here so that we can move along. <laughs> So Serena's having doubts. Get her out of here now. That's what that was. Yeah. And then uh, Matt Matt lets some things slide as he's trying to as trying to uh, convince her to stay. He says, "I've known how I felt about you for a long time. I can say without a doubt you are the person I've spent the most time with, and that's intentional." Hmm. And I thought that was I thought that was interesting that he kind of let that out. This kind of felt like Colton and Cassie, where he was like, hey, I'm going to pick you. Please stay. Okay, that's that's what it felt. It, that's true. Mm-hmm. That did feel like, and it, yeah, that was very reminiscent of Colton and Cassie. Yes. Like, that's not something that you tell somebody only to be like, oh, you're third runner up. Right. And then Serena knows it's time for some some honesty and says, I felt so excited about everything and good about everything. But I think you also know that I've had moments where I've struggled and had doubts. I thought that it was fear initially, but I think if I'm being honest with myself, the more it's more than that. I think it just comes down to the fact that I don't think that you're my person. And keep the long silence of Matt letting that sink in. The long, sad silence. He just, that's when all of that silence said everything that we needed to know. Yes. That this girl was so much farther along than we knew. Maybe so much farther along than she knew. I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, she walks him to the car. He had to ask to be walked out. Yeah. Like, and this was where I don't know if this was I don't know if this was planned or like someone suggested this to her and be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what the move is? Act like you're the lead. 
And she's like, I'm telling you, this was Serena's. This was Serena's bachelorette audition. When she walked you this think? man, she walked the lead out, Ernie. I mean, she walked the lead to her true. car. She said, we're not meant for each other and walked the lead to the car that he took to come to her. Right. And then we saw him drive away Crying. silently in the car. Yeah. Like that's what it, everything felt like my brain was short circuiting. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what I, what was happening. No, it was incredible. Do you think if it's not Katie, it's Serena? I think she's up there. Yeah. Because she's fun. She, and she, she's it looking will, for it. Will be, it'll be a really fun season. If That's Serena is our lead. Mm. We'll have to see. And I think if they're going to continue to push these leads of color, mm-hmm. that's going to give her an advantage. I don't know if I'd say it like that. Well, I'm just saying, but like if, think, if they're continue, like I'm thinking of the mind of a producer. They're the, they are they are still have their tails to the fire. Yeah, I would hope that she would get it based on the fact that well, she's no, but fun. I'm just saying, like, though, and, I, and she's. But I think we also know that Katie is also fun. Yeah, that's so true. So I think if that's it comes true. to a dead heat, I'm not saying that this yeah. is, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm not saying it's what they're doing. I'm just saying from my perspective, if I'm a producer. Of this TV show, I think if they're a dead heat, if they're even, and one of them is a person of color and the other one isn't, I think that gives her this slight edge because they just have their executive producer and face of the face of the franchise say that antebellum parties were okay three years ago. That's true, but on the other hand, though, I would think. If I were Serena, I might be like, maybe not this time around, because I feel like you're just picking me based on exactly what you just said. <laughs> you know, like maybe later, but I don't know. Like, because I would hate for someone to feel like they're the bachelorette just because they're like, we need to pick people of color. But I, and that's why I'm saying if it's a tiebreaker, Serena yeah. P is an, obviously incredible. Mm-hmm. We've, I've quietly liked her all season. Yeah. She she's the one that I was just like, oh boom, Abigail. Oh boom, Katie. Oh boom, Bree. But every, that's true. You every, were an early fan of Serena. I was like, okay, whatever. Very, from the very beginning, she's just seemed super upbeat, super mm-hmm. sweet, super like, and like even her questions from the beginning mm-hmm. about Matt were like it was very. You may be the lead, but we're equals in this, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna push you that- like you push me. Yeah, and that's what that's what I really I really did appreciate about her. Yeah, she's been but, great. Um, but as I I would watch a Serena season. I would love a Serena I season. I think that would be a great. Yeah. I think this is where we saw her like look lead worthy. Yeah. And I think that's I, why I think that's why the lead ends up so much being a hometowner after, because the hometown week is where we really start to see uninterrupted personality from these people but i just think in this season it backfired this season just feels like we're we don't even know them no we're not committed to anybody so i think in general i think that's why it becomes someone who makes it pretty far because it's somebody that the franchise is aware of Mm -hmm. more than just a peripheral so uh matt goes back and then they head to the rose ceremony and the girls are a little confused because there's only three of them and Matt said, basically, uh, Serena left, and 
unless you're ready to get engaged to me, then you can just leave too. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to have someone else walk out on me. Yeah, he was really bummed. Yeah. Did you think he was going to give out all of his roses? Yeah, I figured we can't. It it leaves a weird setup to have two people going into fantasy suites. So I think they were gonna. I think he was gonna give out all the roses, just because we had already seen Serena leave. So I think it would have been too much with the last five minutes of the episode to also send somebody home. I think. I thought Brie was correct in her because um, he gave out what he gave Rachel a rose first. It was Michelle, Michelle. Rachel, and Br- then Brie. Yeah, and Brie was the last rose, and Brie stated that she was a little she can't help but be a little discouraged because she got that last rose. I think that Brie would have gone home. I really do. My God tells me because Serena was saying we know Rachel was saying, and I think Michelle. I think he has enough fun with Michelle and enough stability with Michelle. I can see a little bit more chemistry with Michelle than with Brie. So I think Brie would have gone home this week and we would have been sad about it, but I think that she, she would have gone home and it would have been Serena, Michelle and um, Rachel. So I I can honestly see you next week. Um, they always do, I mean, we notice it, like, they always do this thing where they have three people with hometowns. Rarely do do they spend the, I mean, not rare, um, sometimes. They don't spend fantasy suites with all three. They'll find a way to knock it down to two. And I guess it's for the audience, maybe, so that we can find it a little bit more palatable. I don't know. Everyone's adults here, so whatever. Right, <laughs> I don't really care that much. Live your bachelor, bachelorette life. I don't care. Find love. But, um... I think that they will find a way if the producers don't, Brie will probably take herself out of the running is my prediction. I don't think she will, man. She gave up too much to give up. But I think that she, she gave up too much to settle for someone who is not going to go for her. I don't see her pulling herself out. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I also don't see it. So we'll just have to see what happens. Next week, uh, quick thought, Matt's beard. What the frick? Ooh, that beard is fierce on the women's hell-all. He you could has, tell that this man like, His has, hair is gone, but that beard, all his you, hair from his head went to his face. You can tell that that man has spent the last few months COVID and bachelor quarantining in his home. Uh-huh. And has had... I can't do modeling gigs. I can't be out working out outside on my front porch. I might as well sit in my house and do Pelotons and not shave ever. However, though, like, it is a salad beard. It's no, not like a straggly caveman no, it, beard. It's well taken care of. But yeah. it's definitely uh, I'm being forced to stay in my home beard. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's a styled sort of like, I can chop down trees beard. You which, know, we saw, which we saw him I do. work out, but I can also chop down three trees right. <laughs> in my backyard. So I'm, I'm oddly here for it. I kind of dig it. I don't know. I'll have to watch it, though, just to see how long I can be like, that's too much for your face. Or if it's like, yeah, hmm. the interesting thing will be to see how he comes out at AFR. Is, does he still have the beard or is he just barely just above a stubble five o'clock shadow mat once yeah. again? It's it is it's funny because like Bachelor Matt compared to Quarantine Matt, Bachelor Matt looks like a baby. Yeah. Quarantine Matt is like I'm a man. 
the quarantine <laughs> mad is I've been through some stuff. And that's, yeah, and he that's has. exactly. I've been through some stuff. I'm currently going through this, some, some stuff. And we'll continue Oof. to go through some stuff at least for the next few months. Oh, gosh. Poor Matt. <laughs> I just feel so bad for him, man. Uh, I mean, we we've made it very clear how we feel the season is going to end. So I don't think I think to give anything but to give any predictions would be stupid. Yeah, I think I think Rachel's got it in the bag. I think so, too. I think that uh, I think that Rachel's got in the bag and I think Michelle is runner up. I think Bree's going home next week. I think so, too, unfortunately. Uh so that'll be it for us, y'all. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on in- you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Uh, thank you all for listening. Continue to rate, review, and subscribe. Ernie, I will talk to you later. All right, bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.